Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Well, good morning and it is definitely Christmas. We are now in the middle of Christmas season and I don't know about you, but I find myself around here not quite understanding where all the time has gone and how little time there is left before Christmas. And it makes me laugh because I remember back in September just packing all our summer holiday things away and going in to Tesco seeing Christmas stuff already and thinking, oh my goodness, that is far too early. I put my head down and just ignore it for quite a while. Then I get to October half term and I always try and carve out a couple of hours to plan Christmas. And I do just enough planning to convince myself that I've planned enough for Christmas and this year it will all work out and I put in all the things that we want to do and all the gifts that I think I might like to buy and I've got a plan. And I think because I've done that, it will all work out. Well, it's almost like I then close my eyes and wake up the next day and it's December the 10th and I've missed half the things I said I was going to do and I've still got a load of things left to do. And I don't know about you, but I always feel that Christmas is never really quite ready because there's always something you could do. You could go and get that extra gift. You could do some extra Christmas baking. You could send that Christmas card you didn't quite get round to. There's always something we could do. Well, I have three things that are in my emergency list of things that must happen for Christmas to be Christmas. And if everything else falls away, it's all right. Uh, Number one, is there a Christmas tree? Yes, check, that's all right. Number two, of all the little people in my life got Christmas presents sorted, ready for Santa. Yes, that's done. Uh, Three, is there food in the fridge and freezer? Yes, if they're done and family is well and healthy, it's all okay. So if I'm feeling overwhelmed, I just go back to those three things. But it's so easy, isn't it, to get worn out with the idea of Christmas even before Christmas has really begun. And this year I've been thinking, coming to talk to you this morning about the things that maybe have happened over the last couple of years that have interrupted how we might celebrate Christmas. And I thought about things that maybe are missing, broken and lost. So I'm going to talk to you for the next few minutes about those things and what Jesus gives us to help us with those things. The first thing I want to talk about are the things that are lost. Now, the phrase, I've lost my keys, probably happens most days in our house. And it's normally me who's lost the keys. And one morning I was getting ready for work and I was sorting my bag out and I was putting my shoes in my bag because ladies, you'll know you wear different shoes to drive in than you do at work. And I was sorting it all out, came, put my coat on, grab my keys, my keys aren't there. Where are my keys? Tim, I asked my husband, do you know where my keys are? He's normally pretty good. No, he doesn't know where my keys are. So I'm searching 15, 20 minutes. Tim comes up with this great plan. Why don't you just use the spare keys? I say to him, spare keys? I don't know where the real keys are. How am I gonna know where the spare keys are? That takes a whole new level of organization that I just haven't got. So I carry on looking and 
At this point, I know I'm going to be late for work, so I sort of send a message into work, oh, I'm really sorry, I'm gonna be late. Sort of skirting around the issue, really, of why I'm going to be late, because it's teenagers that lose keys, it's not fully grown adults, is it? So I'm still looking, over an hour passes before I finally find these keys in the toe of one of the shoes that I've taken out of my bag and put away. Um, I, get in the car, drive down the motorway to work and sneak in, hoping no one makes too much of the fact that I am well over an hour late into work. But things do get lost and kids lose things all the time, don't they? And they lose ties and shoes and lunch boxes, all sorts of things that they lose. But children have two things when they say, I've lost. Sometimes they really have lost it. The second option is they just can't be bothered to look for it. And I know in those moments, I know of a family who have the phrase, have you had a mum look? Because we all know that when we've lost something, when mum gets up and goes out of the room, looks, finds the lost thing straight away, it wasn't really lost at all. And at Christmas, we can lose that Christmassy feeling, can't we? Or we can feel lost in the hustle and bustle of the things that are going on. But I think one of the biggest things is sometimes we just lose our peace and feeling, feeling calm. And we replace it with anxiety or the stress or a to-do list. And we feel agitated with people. So rather than it being a time of peace and goodwill to all men, we just get annoyed with people. Not only did I think about things that were lost, I thought things that are missing, like a jigsaw puzzle that's not got the last piece, or there's a game, if you're missing a part of a game, we had a game which is still around called Mousetrap, and I can't remember whether it was my sister who had it or her best friend who had this game mousetrap and basically I don't remember much of the game but at some point in the game all these pieces this ball goes down this ramp and this boot hits something else and all these pieces work together and this cage goes on top of these mice I've no idea why that's all I remember but I do remember if any of the pieces weren't there it didn't quite work you didn't get the whole picture like when the kids at school I'm a primary school teacher so I get this a lot have an argument you just get one child's side of the story and it sounds a bit strange sometimes until you get the other side and then you've got the whole picture because a bit of missing information sends you a whole completely different curveball and at Christmas I think when we've got people that are missing for one reason or another, or traditions that are missing for one reason or another, it makes us feel that we're not whole, that something's not quite right, that we're not seeing the whole picture the way we'd like to. And it's almost like we lose hope and, get, uh, and be despairing. Finally, I know it's all doom and gloom. It gets better soon, I promise. Broken. When something is broken, it doesn't work 
the way it's supposed to, the way it was intended. And I remember watching a YouTube clip a couple of years ago, uh, and it's this little girl, and she's got this present, she's so excited, she unwraps it. It's what she always wanted. She gets this toy out of the container, and it's one of those flying fairies. And she lifts it up, and it flies, and it flies straight up the chimney, and it's broken, gone forever. She had like three seconds with the toy that she'd wanted all year, it was broken. And we hear that a lot, people are broken. We hear it about teachers and NHS staff who've done a great job um, along with other people over the years. Oh, they're broken. And what does that mean? That means they're on their knees, they're just getting by, not working quite as they were before. We're just getting by. And when something is broken, we lose our joy, don't we? Immediately, it's gone. I remember one Christmas when I was a young teen, sitting at the kitchen table and there was a, a decoration it was like a crystal icicle transparent thing and it was on the table and I was tap tap tapping away and someone said to me uh, just be careful you might break it and I'm like oh it's all right it's made of plastic tap 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 crack it broke it wasn't made of plastic at all as my mum walks in and explains that this ornament was really special and really precious and she kept it for years and years and years in that moment my joy had gone because something was broken that I couldn't replace and couldn't really be, be repaired. And it reminds me for us at Christmas, we have relationships and friendships that maybe are broken, that aren't working the way that they once did or the way that we'd quite like. Maybe it's our fault, maybe it is the other person's fault. But I think at Christmas, those things are magnified. Well, we looked at things that have been broken, missing or lost, but there is good news because Christmas is the time where we remember that God sent Jesus from heaven to earth to die for us, to save us from our sins so that we can have a relationship with God. And in that, he brings us lots of gifts. And we're going to look at three gifts this morning that I thought would be really useful in the Christmas season when we're thinking about things that are missing, broken or lost. The first one is peace. Peace and quiet, most parents dream. Well, there's a storybook. I don't know whether you know it. It's called Peace at Last. It's a great book. It's about a family of bears who wear striped pajamas and live in a house, as we know all bears do. And they're getting ready for bed and Daddy Bear is finding it really difficult to get any peace so he can sleep. And he tries different rooms in the house and there's a dripping of a tap, a ticking of a clock, all sorts of things. And at the end of the book, He's in his car with his pillow, saying peace at last, just as he's going to sleep and the sun is rising. Almost that that peace is just out of reach. And you know, Jesus is the Prince of Peace, it says in the Bible. It says he gives us peace that passes understanding. That means that regardless of what is going on, how crazy life is, he gives us peace. And peace is a mental or an emotional calmness. To have that calm on the inside of you while things are going round. And we do that, don't we? We go from one thing to another to another to try and find this peace. When you know that you've lost your peace and God is in charge, if God is in charge and you've given your life to him and he's 
marking your steps, you know he's in charge. So you don't have to go from pillar to post. He will give you peace at last, but not just peace at last, a peace that will last. Secondly, hope. Hope is really interesting. It says in the Bible that hope deferred makes the heart sick. And hope isn't just a wish or a, a good feeling that something might just happen. The hope that we talk about in the Bible is steadfast and certain and truthful. And there's a great hymn that says that God gives us strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. And our hope is in Jesus, uh, our saviour of the world, that he will put things right. And I think, you know, when we feel that things or people or traditions are missing, we almost feel that our hope has gone. Everything seems a little bit dim. And I want to tell you today that actually there's bright hope for tomorrow because we have Jesus. And finally... I want to talk about joy. Now, I'm not talking about going around with a fake smile on your face. You just go onto Instagram for that. It's everywhere, isn't it? I'm talking about a joy that's on the inside of us. And the great thing is, when you've got peace and you've got hope, joy is really easy to find. Because all you need to do is to be in the present. Be in that moment and find the joy in the things that are around you. It might be just taking a moment on the school run to have a chat with that little person in your life or looking at the sunset or the sunrise just for a moment or the joy when you get a parking space in the, in the supermarket car park when it is crazy busy. Joy is a choice and you have to choose joy and you have to look for it. But if you take those moments, you will find that joy. And although it won't mend all of your brokenness, it will be a great start to help you see those great moments of joy that God will give us. So you might be saying, oh, that's great, Louise. Hope, peace, joy. Well, how do I, how do I get that? How does that work out in my life? Well, firstly, I would say, if you haven't Ask Jesus to be in charge of your life and committed to following him and his way and his teaching. That is the first thing that I would suggest you do. And I'll give you an opportunity to do that in a short while. But I've got four things that I wanted to leave you with that might help in this season to maintain your peace, develop your hope and give you some joy. And I was thinking about the gift of Jesus that God's given us and I've come up with four things for G, I, F and T. So G, firstly, God. Acknowledge who God is. Tell him how amazing he is. Put him first. Put him at the centre of the start of your day. I, this is, doesn't quite work, but I, where your eyes are, what are you looking at? Get a new perspective on what you're seeing. Rather than looking in at yourself, lift your head up and look at him up there. And be careful what you put in front of your eyes. Is social media the best thing for your eyes? Or maybe it is the word of God that is the best thing for your eyes. F, 
forgive. Now, those of you that have got broken relationships and friendships, it's a tough one. But take some time this season to do that. You will feel better. And forgive yourself for when you've not quite got it right. And ask God for forgiveness. I don't know about you, but I am the sort of person that puts my head down and just gets, go, gets on, gets to the end, gets to Christmas, do this, and I'll do it in my own strength. I won't ask God to help me. It says in the Bible, God is my provider, but I won't ask him. I'll sort this out. I can do, I can do. And in those moments, what I'm doing is I'm putting myself in the position of God the provider. And actually, that's not right because God is God and he has said he will provide for us. And when we do that, we do need to come to God and say sorry and ask for forgiveness. So that is another challenge this morning. And finally, T. T is for truth. Get into some truth. Hear things that are true. Not things you think you've heard, but things that are true. Listen to podcasts and worship music, Christian radio, the Audible Bible, all of those things to get those words that are true in to you. Maybe it is you choose one verse for this Christmas season, you stick it somewhere and you look at it every day to get those words of truth in to your mind. It says in the Bible that we should renew our mind every day. It's because God knows that we have thoughts in our mind that aren't very helpful to us and we need to replace them with thoughts that are true. Well, we've looked at loads this morning and we've looked at how Jesus has come to earth to restore our peace that was lost, to give us hope when things and people are missing and to give us joy in brokenness. So this week, go about thinking about those things, how you can put God first, think about where your eyes are, forgiving others and yourself and focusing on truth. I'm gonna pray now and if you're one of those people that have not uh, asked God to be in charge of your life, I'm going to give you an opportunity now and you can hit the button on the chat as well and someone will pray for you. And then I'm going to pray about us having peace, hope and joy this Christmas season. Pray with me. Dear God, thank you that you sent Jesus to give us peace, hope and joy this Christmas season. And I just pray for anyone this morning who wants to make a decision to put you in charge of their life, to say sorry for the things that they have done wrong and acknowledge that you are their Lord and Saviour. I pray that you will bless them and keep them safe and give them joy. And I pray for everyone this morning that over this Christmas season that we'll spend time to focus on you, to keep our eyes on the things of you, to forgive and ask for forgiveness and to focus on the truth. Give us peace, hope and joy this season. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Have a great week. Take care. Bye-bye.